Good morning, everyone. We're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. This morning, we're looking at different parts of the book of Esther. What an amazing book it is. How exciting it is to see how God was working behind the scenes. When it looked like the Jews were facing certain doom, God was moving pieces and people into place. And I believe God still does that today. We see Esther, one of the most famous lines in the book of Esther is whenever Mordecai says, for such a time as this, when he tells Esther she must go before the king. She wasn't allowed to go before the king, even though she had become queen after Queen Vashti was banished from the king's presence. Esther was not allowed to just go before the king any time, but she had decided that she must do what she must do, saying, if I die, I die. And she asked Mordecai to pray and fast, and her and her maids prayed and fast, and she went before the king to appeal to the king. Why did she go before the king to appeal to him? It was because of Haman's evil plan, of his plot to kill the Jews. We see first the grievance the grievance of this man, Haman. Haman was a descendant of Agag, king of the Amalekites, Israel's sworn enemy for generations. God told Moses in Exodus 17 that he would blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Saul failed to destroy the Amalekites as God commanded in 1 Samuel 15, 6. And Samuel cut Agag to pieces in front of the Lord in 1 Samuel 15, 33. The anti-Semitism was already strong with Haman against the Jewish people, but we pick up in Esther chapter 3, verse number 1, after these things did the king promote Haman, the son of the Agai, and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes that were with him. All the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman, for the king had so commanded concerning him, but Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence everybody bowed before this man Haman but Mordecai would not bow Mordecai was a Jew and he was not going to bow before anyone but his God we see we remember Shadrach Meshach and Abednego were faced with a similar problem and they refused to bow and although Haman had so many things going for him he was second in command to even the king he could not stand Mordecai, he could not stand the fact that Mordecai would not bow before him. So he put together this plot and he got the king's approval. The king even gave him his ring and he made this plan that on a certain day, all the Jews would be wiped out, not knowing that the queen was a Jew herself. He had this grievance and he had this great plan, the gall of Haman beginning in verse number five. And when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence, then was Haman full of wrath. And he thought to scorn to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had showed him the people of Mordecai, wherefore Haman sought to destroy all the Jews that were throughout the whole kingdom, even the people of Mordecai, the gall he had of going against God. See, he wasn't just going against Mordecai. He wasn't just going against the Jewish people, but he was going against God. He was going against God's 
people. Now the world, they hate it whenever we take a stand and will not conform. They hate it when we say that the word of God is true and every man is a liar if he goes against the word of God. The world hates it. They want us to conform. They want us to be as they are. They don't like it whenever we come out and we be separate as the Bible commands. And oftentimes, just as Haman, they plot against us. They plotted against Daniel. They plotted against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I believe that there's attempts being made in the world today. There's attempts being made in high places to stop the church. There's people that would like nothing more than to get rid of us. There's nothing, people would like nothing more than to stamp out Christianity. But I'm glad today that God still working behind the scenes, just as he was working behind the scenes all throughout the book of Esther, just as he is working behind the scenes here. See, little did Haman know as he was planning a place, as he was building the gallows to hang Mordecai on, little did he know that night the king, he would have a night that he couldn't sleep and he didn't have the people come in, the scribes come in and read the books to him and they would remind him of what Mordecai had done, of how Mordecai had informed the queen of a plot against him and how he had saved his life. And the king, he decided that he must honor this man Mordecai. Well, what did he do? He invited Haman to come in and he asked him what should be done for the man that the king wishes to honor. Well, Haman being full of pride, he just assumed naturally the king was talking about him and he laid out this elaborate plan for the king to honor him. And whenever he finished, the king said, thus shall be done for Mordecai. And Haman had to carry this through. He had to go through the humiliation of leading the one that the king wishes to honor, of leading Mordecai through the streets and telling everybody the king wishes to honor this man, the one that saved his life. God was indeed working behind the scenes. Well, Queen Esther, she invited the king to come in to a banquet. She invited Haman to come with him. The first banquet we know, if you read the book of Esther, she wouldn't tell him what she was doing. But in the second banquet, when they got in there, if we pick it up in Esther chapter 7, Beginning in about verse number three, then Esther the queen answered and said, if I have found favor in thy sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be given at my petition and my people at my request. The king had already said whatever she asked, even up to the height of the kingdom would be given to her. She said, for we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain and to perish. But if we had been sold for bond men and bond women, I had held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. Then the king answered and said unto Esther the queen, Who is he, and where is he that does presume in his heart to do so? And Esther said, The adversary to enemy is the wicked Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. And the king arising from the banquet of wine in his wrath went into the palace garden, and Haman stood up to make request for his life to Esther the queen, for he saw that there was evil determined against him by the king. Then the king returned out of the palace garden into the place of the banquet of wine, and Haman was fallen upon the bed wherein Esther was. Then said the king, Will he force the queen also before me in the house? And the word went out of the king's mouth. They covered Haman's face. And 
Harbona, one of the chamberlains, said before the king, Behold, also the gallows, fifty cubits high, which Haman had made for Mordecai, who had spoken good for the king, standeth in the house of Haman. Then the king said, Hang him thereon. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. The God loved him to go against God, against God's people. But we see that Haman's plan was his fall. We see the gallows that he built for Mordecai was the very gallows that he hung on. There's people all over the world today. They say, leave me alone. They don't want us as Christians to tell them what the Bible says. They don't want us to give them the gospel. They don't want us to lead them to the Lord. But what are they doing? They're going to be hanging on their own gallows. God is a gracious God. He is a merciful God. And he has prepared a way. He has prepared a way for us to be saved. But if someone doesn't want to accept that, if someone wants to reject that, if someone doesn't want to be bothered with the gospel, someone doesn't want to be bothered with conviction, someone doesn't want to be bothered to be saved, they want God to leave them alone. I believe that God will do just that. He will leave them alone. He's not going to bother them. He's not going to force anybody to get saved. We, As Christians, we do have a responsibility to spread the gospel. We need to get the gospel out. We need to tell people. We need to give people a change. It's like an under a burning house. If you come home tonight and you lay down and you get up around midnight and you look outside and you see your neighbor's house on fire, I don't think there's a one of you that'd say, well, I don't want to bother him. I don't want to wake him up at this late hour. I don't want to disturb him. We would definitely go in and we would definitely run out there and call 911 and knock on the door and let them know well, we have a responsibility as Christians to let people know that when their house is on fire, to let people know when their house is burning. But there's going to be some that's not going to listen. There's going to be some that's not going to want to hear anything about it. It's not going to want to accept Christ. And they're going to say they have their plan. They have their way. Well, Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. And we know their plans are going to fail. Their plans are not going to work and they're going to hang on their plans. They're going to hang on their gallows. They're going to die in their sin and God's going to let them pay the price for their sins when they won't accept the price that he paid. We see the gallows, but I want you to see the glory. In chapter 9, beginning in verse number 1, the Bible says now in the twelfth month, that is the month Adar, on the thirteenth day of the same when the king's commandment and his degree drew near to put in execution in the day that the enemies of the Jews hoped to have power over them, though it was turned to the contrary, that the Jews had rule over them that hated them. The Jews gathered themselves together in their cities throughout all the provinces of the king to lay hand on such as sought their hurt, and no man could withstand him for the fear of them fell upon all the people and all the rulers of the provinces and the lieutenants and the deputies and the officers of the king helped the Jews because the fear of Mordecai fell upon them. For Mordecai was great in the king's house. What did we see here? We seen that Haman, he died. He was hung on the gallows. He was impaled. He was hoisted up high for all to see. His sons died. They were hoisted up high for all to see, but there was some that did not die. There was some that decided they would help the Jews. They realized that the Jews 
were the ones that were going to be victorious. And I'm here to tell you this morning, there's going to be some. We won't get all. We won't see all get saved. We won't see all turn from their wicked ways, but there will be some that will turn back. God has a purpose. And even in this, God had a purpose. And God reigns supreme. His will, His plan reigns supreme. In Genesis 50, Joseph told his brothers they intended to harm him, but God used their plans for good to save his people. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Remember, the Bible says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. In Galatians 6, 7, But thank God the stone that was rejected become the corner. The world, many people are going to reject us. Many people are going to reject Christianity. Many people are not going to get saved. Many people are going to choose to go on their own plans, their own ways, their own thoughts. They're going to hang on their own gallows. But thank God that God's working behind the scenes. And I believe if we are faithful, if we're faithful to get the gospel out, if we're faithful to be obedient to God's will, I believe we will save some. We will see some that will turn and will turn for us. See, whenever Haman hung, it wasn't over. The Esther had to ask for her people's life. And the king, the king, he couldn't reverse the first command that he had made though through Haman, even though he had tricked him, he couldn't reverse that. But what he do, he gave the Jewish people the power to defend themselves, the power to fight back. Today as Christians, we have the power. We have the power of the sweet Holy Ghost living inside of us, and that power is to fight back, to spread the gospel, to fight back for the kingdom of God. I pray that this message has been a blessing to you. If you don't have a home church, we'd love for you to come see what God is doing, see how God is moving at Riverside Baptist Church, 871 Riverside Drive, Asheville, North Carolina. God bless.